Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network. ClevelandSportsFan.com and on Apple Podcast and the Cleveland Sports Fan page. I am Burley Gunner, and I just first want to come on here and say I appreciate all the kind words throughout the last day or so. My family has been dealing with a very hard time. I won't get in, into any details, but we had our grandfather, one of the strongest men I know, pass away yesterday. And again, we appreciate all of the kind words we have received. But we will be fine. We here in the Gunner household are winners. And there is nothing Grandpa would want me to do more than come on this show this morning and win the freaking day. So let's get started, shall we? The Browns wide receiver Jarvis Landry will miss at least three games with the MCL injury. At least three games. Uh, the MCL is sprained. Not the end of the world, Cleveland. Let's not forget, Jarvis Landry um, is, is more so, not that he's not great on the field, awesome receiver, but he's even more awesome inside the locker room. Jarvis Landry going down is only going to ignite the team and everyone is going to rally around Jarvis and win ball games for Jarvis Landry. Listen, we're fine. It's only three weeks. But let's talk about those three weeks, okay? Let's address the elephant in the room. The next three games are <clears throat> home to the Bears, at Minnesota, and then at Los Angeles. They're going to play the Chargers at SoFi Stadium. <clears throat> Start with Chicago. This one may be the toughest one. This may hurt, all right? The Browns are going to have to play a lot better than they did against the Houston Texans. This is not the Houston Texans. The Chicago Bears are not the Houston Texans. Now, to start, the defensive line for the front seven, the, the front seven as a whole, should favor against the Bears' offensive line. That is the key to the game. I think that is the strongest point to the football game. But Chicago is fifth best through two weeks, giving up rushing yards to opposing backs. All right? They've only given up 71 yards per game to opposing running backs. They held Joe Mixon in check for 69 yards last week against Cincinnati. So I think the Bears game is going to be uh, a, a, a real test for the Browns, considering the fact that the Bears fare well against the rush. Um, 
the the Bears defense is really good. I don't know that the Browns are going to run all over the Bears as easy as they run on 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 the Chiefs and the Texans. So I think this is going to be the toughest matchup when it comes to the offensive line handling the Bears' uh, defensive front seven and opening up holes and being able to get Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt into open space and create yards um, that way. So Baker Mayfield, who was only thrown one touchdown and has only been asked to throw 49 times this season, he's now going to be asked to probably throw the ball more. I would expect, now this is speculation, this is, is t- just strictly speculation, but I would expect now is the time to bring Odell, Beca- uh, Odell Beckham Jr. back into the, the mix. It was stated before the season started that he was ready, and then uh, opening day uh, against the Chiefs, no, he's not. Against the Texans, no, we're, gonna, we're just going to be cautious about this. So from my understanding, the Browns are just being cautious. So if Jarvis Landry is now out, why not play Odell Beckham Jr.? I think this is the perfect time to try to do so because they're going to have to get the pass game going a lot better against the Bears. This is going to be a low-scoring game. Um, this is probably going to be Justin Fields' first game, which is a very um, – I mean, that, 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 that's a that's, – that's not an easy thing to do um, when you're talking about going up against Justin Fields and the Bears because likely this is going to be Justin's first game under center as a starter. Um, it's going to be in Cleveland. That means a, a lot because Justin Fields went to Ohio State. Uh, this Cleveland is stomping grounds for the Ohio State Buckeyes. There are going to be fans there simply just to see Justin Fields. There's going to be Browns fans uh, not necessarily rooting for Justin Fields, but it's going to be a, a very electric day once again at First Energy Stadium. The Bears run, de- re- run defense, like I stated, is very good. This is going to be probably the toughest matchup of the three without Jarvis Landry. That's how I see it. Los Angeles won't be a walk in the park. Um, the, the rushing stats do lead for to me to believe that the Browns will beat the Chargers, but I, I just think that the Bears will be the toughest game, especially because this is the first game without Jarvis Landry in that lineup. Yeah, he didn't play pr- pr- pretty much the whole damn game against the Texans, but you know what I mean. This is the first time, first game plan to scheme without Jarvis Landry, and that's actually something to 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 mention because last week they didn't go into the game expecting not to have Jarvis Landry. So now with all week to prepare, they're going to know, okay, we do not have Jarvis Landry. So we're going to have to, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to have to step up. Rashard Higgins is going to have to step up. The 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 rookie Schwartz is going to have to step up. The tight ends are going to have to st- step up. But that's the Browns mentality. That's what the Browns have been preaching. That's what Stefanski preaches. That's what all the players, Baker Mayfield, Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, that's what they preach. It's next man up. That was the mentality last year. That was the mentality at Heinz Field in the postseason last year uh, when, when the Browns beat the Steelers badly in the playoffs. That was the, that was the mentality. It's the mentality this year. Did I mention we beat the Steelers in the playoffs? Did I mention that part? Okay. 28 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Just wanted to throw that in there. Um, the next game will be at Minnesota. Listen, the Vikings have given up 588 yards through the air. That's seventh worst in the league. Higgins, DPJ, Schwartz, possibly Odell. You're going to have to step it up, and I think they will. The Vikings also, bottom half the league, giving up rushing yards. So 
It seems like a game where Kevin Stefanski, um, former offensive coordinator there in Minnesota, probably going to come up with a very good scheme, going to have a very good game for uh, uh, head coach Kevin Stefanski. I think he's going to coach a very good ball game. But, yeah, that's what we have, the, the Bears, and then we have the Vikings. Then they get the Chargers. Now, the Chargers, they already defend the pass great. They're fourth best in the league defending the pass. We went over that yesterday um, on the Burley Gunner Show here on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network when they're going to go up against the Kansas City Chiefs. But they've given up 162 rushing yards a game. That's a game, not total. Through two games, they've given up 162 rushing yards a game. That's third worst in the National Football League. I can't believe that that's not the worst. The Chiefs are worse. So that obviously is going to favor Cleveland. So let's not forget about Baker Mayfield only needing to throw the ball 49 times the first two games and still scoring 60 points. So clearly that game is already shaping up to look like a, a, a ground and pound game. Go to L.A., run the ball, keep Justin Herbert off the field, win time of possession, and there you go. You come out with a victory. So the way I see it, um, I, I truthfully think that the, the game against the Bears is a toss-up. I see it going either way. If the Browns can get by the Bears with a victory, I think they're going to go 3-0 and in this stretch against um, their, their opponents without Jarvis Landry. And it sucks. Um, Jarvis is one of the, the best players on this team. He's the, the voice in that locker room. In my opinion, the best captain that we have on the team. We is the Browns. So it, it sucks, but like I said, it's three weeks. Hopefully. Hopefully three weeks. They say minimum three weeks. So if it starts getting into, you know, after that, then it's the Arizona game. You get Pittsburgh. So hopefully you like to see Jarvis Landry come back uh, before you get to see Arizona or Pittsburgh because obviously Arizona, that's shaping up to be a shootout the way Kyler Murray and that offense have been trending. So obviously you're going to want to get Jarvis Landry back. Hopefully Odell Beckham Jr. can make his presence known this Sunday against the Chicago Bears. All right, so now I want to talk about baseball. It's the final stretch. All right. So let's analyze the American League and the National League wildcard standings. Let's start in the National League because I think it's the most interesting. When you're talking about the National League, you have the Dodgers who are 15 games ahead. They are obviously in the postseason. The Giants have already clinched their spot in the postseason. These two teams are just battling it out for their division and the loser of the division, whoever comes in second place, will be the top wild card, host the wild card game. So you have the Cardinals sitting in the driver's seat right now. The Cincinnati Reds are four games back, the Padres four games back, the Phillies four games back, and the Mets are done. Isn't that funny? Isn't that, isn't that funny? Isn't that funny how that works? The New York Mets. Let's start with them. The New York Mets are eight and a half games back and completely out of discussion. Um, last 10 games, they're three and seven. They just, they, they, just, they just completely fell apart after the All-Star break. There's nothing to say about them at all. The Philadelphia Phillies. Now, this is a team that kind of lingered all season long, but as of late, 
I mean, last time we talked, they were losing games to bad teams. They're still losing games to bad teams. Monday night, they lost 2 to nothing to Baltimore. I mean, they did lose to the Mets on Sunday. Lost to the Cubs last week. Losing games to the Rockies. I just... I. I I don't see the pitching there. I don't see the comeback. I don't see them mounting any sort of a comeback in the wild card hunt. Um, we move on now to the Reds. <clears throat> the Cincinnati Reds are the most laughable of this group. They are also three of their last seven games. But the three of the seven isn't how you would expect it to be. Once again, they are losing games to the Pittsburgh Pirates. They lost 6-2 to two last night to the, Pir- to the Pittsburgh Pirates. They lost to the Dodgers a couple games. They did beat the Dodgers, all right? But they lost a series last week to the Pirates. They lost a series um, last week to the Cubs. What are we talking about? This is the same Cincinnati Reds team that right before the All-Star break, after the All-Star break, we were questioning the bullpen, we were questioning the depth of the team, questioning the starting pitching a little bit. I just don't see it with the Cincinnati Reds. And I am completely giving up on the Cincinnati Reds. They won't be in the playoffs. There's no way. There's two other teams that they're going to have to compete against these last 11, 12 games in the rest of the MLB season, and it's the Padres and it's the Cardinals. And before I dive into either of them, I'm going to go on record and say that I believe that it's going to be the St. Louis Cardinals who come out of the National League in the wild card game, and they're going to unfortunately play the Dodgers and more than likely lose to the Dodgers, and it would be a way better game to see the Padres against the Dodgers, in my opinion, a more electrifying game. But I think the way that it's going to roll is the the Cardinals are going to get in. Let me explain the Padres for a second. They are fighting. All right, they're not playing the best ball the last ten games, but they are fighting. A very very daunting. Um, month of September, they had to play Houston, they had to play the Angels, they played the Dodgers, they played the Giants, they played a very hot Cardinals team, playing the Giants again. The Giants, excuse me, the Padres will finish up the season with two more games against the Giants here starting tonight. They will get no day off, they will get a game, three games set against the Atlanta Braves, first team in the NL East, and that's it. No more home games. They get one day off. They get my birthday off next Monday. Then they go a three-game set with the Dodgers, and they wrap it up a three-game set at San Francisco. So what you're asking the Padres, you're asking them to come back from four games when you have two more with the Giants. Again, then you have the Braves. Those are all at home. You finish up your last six games of the season at Los Angeles and at San Francisco. And might I add, 
those are going to be crucial games for both of those ball clubs. Because San Francisco and Los Angeles are going for the pennant. There's going to be no mailing it in. They're not going to say, oh, well, we'll see you in the, in the postseason. They will be playing for the division. They do not want to be the wild card. There's a huge difference, okay? This is not the NBA. This isn't the NFL, really. I understand the NFL, you get a bye, but hello, you're talking about being in a series versus a wild card game. One game, wild card. But it, it, it's not just that, though. That's not the only thing. When you when you turn to the Cardinals, they just beat the Brewers last night, two to one. They get two more against the Brewers. Then they get four games against the Chicago Cubs. Big difference there. Big difference when you go north side Chicago to south side Chicago. Three more games against the Brewers at home. Brewers will be playing for what exactly? They have the division wrapped up. It's starting to sound very easy for the St. Louis Cardinals, who in fact have won 10 in a row. The St. Louis Cardinals have it mapped out. Even if they drop these next two games to the Brewers, they get the Chicago Cubs four games in a row. It is in Chicago at Wrigley Field. I should note that. But then they go home and they get the Brewers three times. And I don't know exactly what the Brewers are going to be playing for. They may be looking ahead to the postseason. And then finally, the Cardinals, unlike the Padres, who will play their last six games on the road, the St. Louis Cardinals will play their last six games at home. The last three games are also against the Chicago Cubs. You're giving... A team with a four-game lead and their final six games at home, four of the seven of them, excuse me, seven of their remaining games are against the Cubs. And the other five are against the Brewers, who are 91 and 60, have the division wrapped up, and really aren't playing for much. Three of those games are at home again. So again, the Dodgers schedule daunting. The Cardinals schedule very, very doable. Especially when you're talking about seven games against the Chicago Cubs. Three of them at home. It it, it just, it doesn't sound, I could be wrong. And I will say, if anyone is going to, 
if anyone is going to take down the Cardinals, it's it's not going to be the Reds. It, it, it's not going to be the Reds. Hello? It's not going to be the Phillies. Not at all. Not at all. Mets are done. The Phillies have a better chance to win their division than the wild card. They're only two and a half games back behind the Braves. You want to talk about that? Sure. Let's start with Philly. They lost to Baltimore on Monday night. They got an extra inning win against Baltimore last night. They get Baltimore again tonight. And then they have to play the Pirates four games at home. So while they're playing the Pirates four games at home, the Atlanta Braves will be finishing up a series on the road with the Diamondbacks. And then a three-game set, which we've talked about, on the road in San Diego against the Padres. So I'm not riding the ship or anything because, I mean, the Phillies, they haven't looked great. All right, let's not lie to ourselves. They've been brutal, okay? They've had opportunities, and they're not executing. But they have turned it around a tiny bit, winning six of their last ten games. And with four home games against the Pirates, they really need to win all of them. They should win all of them. They really need to. But they they really, the goal there should be at least to go three and one. Because Atlanta, it's not going to be a cakewalk for Atlanta going into San Diego. And then these two teams meet. So this series coming up, it's not the final series for these two clubs, but they meet after the Pirates series and after the Padres series. The Phillies will go on the road to end their season in Miami, which they lost the series in Miami last time they were there. So... What exactly does that mean? Nothing. This 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 series, this division, the Braves will finish up with the Mets, who will at the time be playing for absolutely nothing, other than maybe spite against the Braves, which could help Philadelphia. But, I mean, this is a toss-up, and it's going to be an exciting way uh, to finish it. Both of these teams, I mean, the Phillies shouldn't have been here. The, the the Phillies were, Vegas had them at like plus 1,000 odds. Trust me, I would know. They had them at plus 1,000 odds to, to begin the season at, at, to win this division. The Braves were, were much better favorites than that. Much better. And the Mets, <laughs> and the Mets, they were, they, that was the team that was supposed to win it all team that was supposed to win the NL East, compete with the Dodgers, go to the World Series, it ain't going to happen. Let's talk the American League. The American League. Now this, I think, means a lot more because these teams that are fighting for the wild card spot. So we have a little shakeup. Boston now in the driver's seat. That one and a half game, um, they are ahead now. Toronto still in the, in the driver's seat for this two spot, but only by a half game. New York 
is a half game back. The A's are two and a half games back. The Mariners are three and a half games back. Mariners are still holding on. Uh, if it if it means anything, the Indians would be next, but they are, however, ten and a half games back. So when it comes to you know the the worst teams in the American League, you know the, the Orioles and the Rangers, the Twins, the Royals, you know the Tigers, the the Indians are the best of the worst this year. So so hats off to you, Cleveland. Hats off to you, Cleveland Indians, right there. Not 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 being the worst, actually being the best of. The worst. The Mariners, they are the worst of the best. All right. The Mariners, they, I think they're screwed. I just don't, I don't know how they're going to overcome the A's, New York, Toronto, and Boston with a week and a half to go. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I don't even really see Oakland. I Truthfully, I, I truthfully do not see the Oakland A's competing whatsoever. And they're seven games back in their own division, so wild card or nothing for Oakland. However, I mean they've won two in a row, six out of their last ten games. So, but 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 all of these American teams, American League teams, are winning at the same consistent level. It's not like the National League race where you got out of ten games, two and eight, three and seven, you know, three and seven. Other than the Cardinals and the Dodgers in the driver's seat. Everyone over there is losing ball games. In the American League, you've got teams who are winning ball games. Teams who want it. The Red Sox, they're on a six-game winning streak. Last time we talked, I was writing them out. They've won seven out of the last ten games. So have the Blue Jays. Okay? Boston and Toronto. That's not who I predicted. I predicted, predicted it would be New York and Toronto. So we have a very tight race. Let's let's talk about New York, Boston, and Toronto because I think it's inevitable at this point. I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to talk about Oakland right now. I could be right. On, I could be wrong on them. I could be wrong on the Mariners. I don't want to talk about the West. I want to talk about the East. I want to talk about the Yankees who are half game out. I want to talk about the Blue Jays who would be on the road in Boston. Who would Boston host that wild card game? Boston, their schedule, I mean, breaks down pretty simple. They're going to get the Mets at home. They just beat them yesterday. They get a day off. And then they get the Yankees at home. So there you go. That is going to be the turn right there. Then they go to Baltimore. So they should they should beat the Orioles. And then they finish it up in Washington. So final six games on the road. But Baltimore and Washington. Right? It's not it's not even that far from Boston. But this series against New York starting this weekend on Friday, this is going to be the turning point for these two teams. What about New York? New York, however, they have a very interesting schedule because the major league did them no favors. They obviously, they're going to finish up a a series with the Rangers tonight. They're going to look for a three-game sweep on the Rangers tonight. They get the Boston series. It's at Fenway, three-game set this weekend. They get a day off Monday, and then they play the Blue Jays. That's in Toronto. You believe that? So they get Boston, then Toronto. So 
For New York, for the Yankees, I mean, you, you write your script. You, you are in control of your own destiny. The New York Yankees should be the happiest out of the group because they literally are in control of their own destiny. They are going to get to play the two teams that are right ahead of them the next six games right after the game against the Rangers. You have to beat the Rangers. You have to. Vegas has you at a minus 270 odds on the money line. You have to beat the Rangers tonight. You have to. Because New York, while you're playing Boston, the Blue Jays will be playing the Minnesota Twins, and they get them for four games. They finish up with the Rays tonight. But they are going to go against the Minnesota Twins for four games before they get to see you on the 28th, day after my birthday. The Blue Jays, New York, while you're finishing up your season after playing the Red Sox and the Blue Jays, controlling your own destiny, you still have to play Tampa Bay. And while you're doing that, the Baltimore Orioles will be in Toronto playing the Blue Jays. Tonight's game for the Yankees could be a make-or-break You can't lose to the Rangers. And you absolutely are going to need to win the series against the Red Sox. And you're going to have to win the series against the Blue Jays. And more than likely, you're going to have to win the series against the Rays. After you do all that. Not to mention one of those series against either Boston or Toronto. You should probably sweep one of them. Asking a lot, but hey, you are in control of your own destiny. Where were you at the All-Star break? You dug yourself into a hole. You got out of it. You're not all the way out. You can see the sunlight, but you're not there yet. Good show. Good show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um... Very humble day for me. Very sad day. We'll get through it. We'll get through it together. I'll get through it with my dogs. <laughs> I'm a Clevelander. What do you expect? Thanks for listening on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, the ClevelandSportsFan.com, and Apple Podcasts, the Cleveland Sports Fan. Until tomorrow, dog check. RIP Grandma. R.I.P. Grandpa, I love you. Thanks for listening. Barely gonna show.